This is Podmakers. Do you ever wonder how podcasting could help your business or even if you're doing business right? Do you ever wonder what it takes to start and maintain a podcast or about the reasons for starting and maintaining one? Do you ever wonder what other business owners and podcasters are going through behind the scenes, away from the highlight reels and shiny filters of social media? Wonder with us on podcasting how to show up intentionally and be heard. Hi, Karen. Hey, Casey. How's How's your week going? Jinx. Oh, my week's okay. It's like a little bit of a sloggy week and not feeling great in my body. So we're navigating all the things and being super gentle. How about you? I'm in the same boat, like in a different way. Just, yeah, it feels it's Tuesday when we're recording this and it feels like Friday already. Just a little bit low energy, but I caffeinated today so we can talk because I am excited about this podcast episode as usual. I feel like I say mm-hmm. that every episode, but it's true same, every same. episode. <laughs> so yeah, we're just showing up and doing it anyway, even though we don't feel great because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Presence over perfection. I don't have to feel a certain kind of way to be here. And that's, you know, that's just true. Mm, I like that. Well, welcome to Podmakers, everyone. Hope you're having a good week, or if you're not having a great week, that you're able to show up and do the thing anyway as best you can. Today, we are talking about why podcast guesting, why podcast guesting seeming to have a moment right now, why is it effective for your business, why should you care, why is this what I've built my business around, is to help people be guests (sighs) on podcasts. We're hoping to kind of cover that all, you know, pretty pretty much at a high level. We don't want to get off into the weeds too much because, you know, it's just one episode. So Karen's going to help me kind of deep dive a little bit into the pieces where I tend to either gloss over or just assume everyone knows this when people don't know that. So the first thing we want to kind of dip into today is what podcast guesting is. You probably already know because it's pretty cut and dry, but it's when you you know, propose yourself as a guest on a podcast, whether you're a good fit for that particular category or that particular topic. It's just basically where you connect with someone, propose your topics and get together and create some content that will help their audience and expose you to a new audience. That's pretty much what podcast guesting is, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, just being a guest that on a show that somebody else hosts and then having them, they're probably interviewing you and asking you all the questions about who you are, what you do and what you offer and can be as general as that or could be like closer in, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But yeah, essentially just <laughs> being a guest on someone else's show. <laughs> and I love that you said that like, why is it having a moment right now? And I'm sure we'll get into that. But like, Also, why is it so important? I feel like you and I, I mean, Mm -hmm. you built your whole business around this. So we're definitely going to dive into like why it's so important. And it does, I I mean, it it does seem to be having like this surge in popularity. And I think we talked about this before, how for a while people saw podcasts as kind of like a trend or a phase or a very niche like interest group that maybe didn't apply to everyone. But now over time, as people have gotten familiar with what podcasting is and like who can do it and why it matters, people 
it's like just another form of media now. It's like people generally trust podcasts now and they like curate their own favorites. They become fans. They're like loyal listeners. And because of that, we've realized that podcasts are a great way to connect with people and give value through meaningful conversation. And since people do trust their favorite podcasts, that means they'll listen to advice and recommendations there before they like go seek it out elsewhere, somewhere else. So I think that's a big reason why it's so effective for like small business owners and entrepreneurs to take advantage of podcast guesting. There's so many ways that contribute to that effectiveness. I think the first one is that it's like a slightly more personal version of guest posting. Like you remember like guest, and it still kind of is, but guest posting used to be like the big thing you would want to like submit your pieces to like popular blogs and get credited as an expert in your field that way. And I think that podcast guesting is just a little bit more because of the voice, because you're connecting on an, a, a slightly more personal level with your voice, which we've talked about before too. It's just like an extra human element. And I've even noticed a lot of newsletters that I subscribe to, more people are offering audio versions of their newsletters where they read the newsletter to you, read the copy to the subscriber, Mm. because there's just something about your voice that connects you in a deeper way. Yeah, that's so interesting. I just love this idea of like that there's a surge and the ways that I've, and I know this is back, stepping back a little bit, but like I've seen so many more people, like even if they don't. So it used to be guesting was like, if you were already in the podcasting world, if you had your own podcast Mm -hmm. and you like related with or networked with another host, then y'all would like trade or like you could like be a guest on their show or whatever. It was like kind of sort of this, like it used to be this more like insular thing as far as like within the podcasting world. And as like you've said, as podcasting has grown in popularity and people are trusting it, more and people are using it for business, not just for these giant storytelling radio production level shows. And as more people have podcasts, I've seen this massive jump in people that maybe don't have a podcast of their own, but are pitching themselves to be a guest on other people's podcasts and that sort of thing and really using it for this networking and for marketing for sure. So that's super interesting. But yes, I mean, you and I talk endlessly and we have on... I think on different episodes, just as far as like the power of this medium because of the voice and something I put in one of my newsletters recently and that I had you review and you were like, yes, 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 was that like, like we're all getting increasingly and increasingly suspect of social media, it feels like, Mm. like it just feels like there's a little bit of like maybe some movement happening here. And I'm the first to call things, these things out with like social media and then like be wrong or right or like what, you know, like I just like Mm -hmm. see these things and maybe it's not accurate. Maybe we're just like moving into a different phase of what social media is. We're not seeing as much success with just like a post or like a reel or like that kind of thing that we used to with business. It used to be a lot easier to convert people to 
to email lists and that sort of thing from social media as far as like the more passive, like not just like messaging people directly, but the more passive, like posting reels, like that kind of thing. So for a medium to kind of come in at that time, that's like so relatable and has a warm audience that does trust the host, it's become such a massive place for that people want to be seen and heard by other people's audiences. So yeah, absolutely, totally agree. That's such a good point. I love that you brought up the insular nature of how it really used to be because it was much more, for lack of a better, I like your term insular better. I was going to say a little bit clicky, but it, it was a little bit clicky. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, I feel I'm like a podcaster. You're a podcaster. Now. We're podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Get in. And We're now, going to a podcast. <laughs> it's like more expansive now and like more fun for everyone. But I mean, I think there's still a little bit of the leftover insular nature of it just because some people ask me when they're asking about podcast guesting strategy like do I have to have a podcast and it's like no you don't you do not have to have a podcast to be a podcast guest it's cool if you do but you it's not definitely not required I know tons of people who market their businesses through podcast guesting that don't have their own podcast and I think one reason for that is because when you're a podcast guest especially like when you're being targeted in your approach like you are when you're a business owner it's like an endorsement from the host about your expertise. So when you connect with someone who is already having like these really important conversations in your field, you love their content, you connect with them, you relate to them, and you pitch yourself as a guest. And then they find something that they relate to either in your talking points or your background or your story, whatever it is that you included in your outreach to them. And they're like, this person, like, there's something about where what you've said and how you've positioned yourself that makes them want to share their platform with you, which listeners know is like not a small thing. Like they're not just getting some rando off the street and having them on their show. Like they know that this person has been vetted. This person has value to offer. This person has a really cool perspective that we want to share, whatever the case may be. But that really takes you a long way and like contributes to you getting exposure to that host audience. I know it's kind of scary to like think about visibility in your business and a lot of us kind of just want to go under the radar and it's like, oh, do I have to get visible to grow my business? And I mean, you technically probably don't have to, but it's so much easier and faster if you are working on visibility in your business, which is, you know, a huge way that podcast guessing can help you do that. Getting exposure to a particular host audience grows your visibility in a way that's tricky when you are only going through your circle and you're only going through your existing channels. And it gets kind of, you're kind of like rehashing the same stuff with the same people. And it's like, let's make the circle a little bit bigger here. And that's how podcast guesting can really help. I I mean, yeah, just a total agreement. Like I have shows, I've had shows and hosts that have been like, oh, I feel like my numbers are kind of stagnating. What do I do? And I'm like, guest. Guest, guest, guest. Mm, so yeah. it's like something that we use within the industry also to gain exposure, to like gain that endorsement from other people that we connect with or that are in adjacent yeah. fields to like draw people in, but even just for listenership. So like we're talking like there's a level of just like gaining listenership and growing your audience, but there's also a level of like, okay, then growing that audience and growing that listenership for your show. If that's the point for your show, then drives traffic to your website, to your sales, like all of that, right? Like it's more people that have entered that funnel. But then there's also 
the other side of it, what I hear you saying also is just like exposure for... So like you don't have to have a podcast to be a podcast guest. Like you are gaining exposure and endorsement for you and your services from this host that has this warm audience already, right? This warm or hot audience. Um, And that's what I'm seeing a lot of too right now is just generally is that a lot of my hosts, my clients have their shows in large part are for client nurture. So it's people that have already bought from them. It's people that are already like on their inside in their family. So it's a very trusting audience that like uh, one of my hosts always talks about like books that she's reading and oh my gosh, how many Mm -hmm. people within this audience are going and reading the same books. So it's kind of like, and I don't want to get into that too much because it's like gets into like the influency thing, Mm. But it is such an amazing way to do that. And I think the only other piece I was going to say too was like people used to be so afraid of podcasts. Like when I had I Contain yeah. Multitudes in like 2016, it was like everybody was nervous to come on the show. And this wasn't right, maybe like a great practice, but like we would have some, we would have like a little happy hour before our show with our guests oh, to like yeah. almost like a little green room moment, right? Because yeah. we were doing in person recordings in a sound booth at a co working space. So we were able to have like we had like we would have like a charcuterie board and like we would just like have some little snacks and talk about like that's when we would do our pre-show as far as like what do you what are your no-go areas these are some things that we want to focus on and just try to warm up to our guests so that they would be less nervous on the mic the part that I was going to say was like maybe not best practices is like we would clear with the guests ahead of time whether or not they drank alcohol and so we would have like an alcoholic option for them to drink or like something that they liked whether they were a beer person or a wine person or whatever. And that was also just the feel of the show. Like that show, you could hear our ice clicking in our glasses sometimes. Like that kind of thing was just like friends hanging out in a living room and having conversations. But people, my point being, people used to be so afraid of pods and I'm not seeing that quite as much anymore because it's become such an, uh, it's become more of a normative thing. And I think more people Mm -hmm. know people with shows or listen to a lot of shows, but I still do get a lot of people that are nervous too. And I mean, like, look at it, like you and I do this a lot, but like, but like getting into this room, setting up your tech, making sure your sound equipment is fine, making sure everybody's out of the house, like hopping on a microphone, just that physical act is like, it like it can be such mind fuckery. Like it's like can be really <laughs> challenging for us. So of course there's the like just the nervousness of being on a show. What does this look like? What can I expect? Your brain's like, I've never done this before, if you've never done this before. But then there's also the fears and the challenges that can come with the visibility. So also like, oh, is my business ready for this? Like, you know, I just had a guest the other day that was like, Oh my gosh, I need to get my ducks in a row before I do this. And I was like, you know, That's it's not like point. yes. Yeah, yeah, like it's a great like it's a great thing to do if that's what you need to do and also don't use this to create more pressure and more nervousness for yourself. The reality is is that it is kind of like it depends on my my advertising and my marketing of the show, right? Like it's like we talked about last time like building a like or the time before like building a website it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean like yes it's going to get you way more visibility and it also doesn't me- necessarily mean that everybody's going to be busting down your door to get your service like mm, yeah. your your website might not crash after you're on a right. one podcast episode you know True. so like anyway but it is good to have that in my like it's good to have your ducks in a row like you said like because you want to be ready for this like you're opening yourself up to like more clients if you're in a client seeking which I mean, assuming you are, if you're guesting on podcasts, 
like you want to be ready with, okay, what's the next step when they are interested? Like, is my freebie email sign up ready? Like, is my email list ready? Like, are all these processes ready for when someone clicks? Yes, yes I want to sign up for your newsletter. Yes, I want you in my inbox. Yes, I want to, you know, yes. let's book a discovery call, all that stuff. Yes, like is the, like, are you actually going to be able to capture these people Yes. That are now interested in the work that you do. And just double yes. checking those things, double checking if you have an email sign up pop up on your website, double check that. Like before you get on, like, you know, just make like a little to do list. You don't have to rebuild the. This, this is where I get like nutty, thing. is I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to redo the website and I need to. Da, da, da. And that's just like going way too intense, right? Like yeah. just make sure you have like your your host is going to ask you, how are people going to connect with you? And we might yeah. get into this later, but like, have something ready, like <laughs> have yeah. something to point them Just to because and you want to be ready too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Like when I think in the first few episodes of this podcast, my CTA was like my website. Cause I don't, I just, you know, yes. I feel like that's enough. You're yes. already listening to the pod, it which was before. Like I'll just send you to my website if you want to know more about what I'm doing. That's perfect. Yes. Um, you don't have to build a freebie. Just make sure you're able to capture them somewhere. But I yeah. love this next one. Can I set it up for you? And then you can actually, yes, I have like a joke to set do. it up and then you can actually set it up for us. So something I also love about podcasting is that like, it's not like some with some bigger shows. And this is something I w- I've always wanted to do and would love to do because I think people should get paid for their stories and their expertise. But in this world of guesting, it's it's kind of like a Bedouin trade situation. Like we are out there like in this Wild West like space, just like trading and like figuring out what this looks like, right? So like most people aren't getting paid to be a guest. Most people are relying on that transaction of like that audience exposure. So yes. tell us about like the money piece with this, Casey. Yeah, the main piece that I come into is like how much money you can save on advertising your services. So even if you're not necessarily earning for your quote unquote appearance on a podcast, like you're not getting like hand in money taken from the host type of thing. Like you're not having to run Facebook ads. You're not having to run Google ads. You're not having, you know what I mean? Like you save on all this online advertising that may or may not land where it's supposed to and like may or may not even attract people. I'm not an ads professional. So I haven't done the numbers on like how ads are really doing on social and on Google right now anyway. But some business owners that I've spoken to that have run ads, it seems like the efficacy is like not quite what it used to be, which I think probably ties into what you were talking about earlier with like kind of social media in general. And that's why you and I are like passionate about going beyond social media. Like, yes, have it as a piece if that's makes sense for you but to go beyond social media and like create content that's your own and really create messaging that's your own and that can be found in multiple places online and like showcases you in different ways beyond a grid, I think is really, really important. Yes. And like a big point here too is like, and we should do a whole nother episode on like how guesting, but like Mm. it saves you money. Like, and when you do your research or when you hire someone like Casey and you ensure 
that the person that you're talking to has an audience that is very much so I'm really big on alignment. So like when you make sure that this audience is in alignment with you, that's way, way, way more valuable than because you have a human person that has an audience and a following that has already been kind of vetted and like maybe has so like make sure your host has and the show has the same like core values in a lot of ways as you and your business do, because that's going to be, that's going to cause a lot more alignment. That's way more valuable. Don't just say yes to, this is for hosts too. Don't just say yes to anybody. Don't just say yes to any show, like make sure it really works for you and is worth your time. Because if your host is out of alignment with you, I don't think that that's worth your time. That's like the same as putting out a Facebook ad and just clicking like people that live in Denver and Mm -hmm. are into spirituality, you know, like these massive buckets. So like it, this is way more valuable if you can ensure that there's a, like quite a lot of alignment there. Yes. That's such Mm -hmm. a good point. I love the idea of breaking this down into a how podcasting episode in the future too. Maybe some of these points can be saved for that, but there is so much here. There is so much about like why podcast guesting is important and how you might want to use it most effectively for yourself, your business, because we can give you general like overview stuff. But when it comes to like real life application, like it's just going to depend on your goals for your business, like what your business model is, what makes sense, all that good stuff. That's why I love it so much because it's so flexible. Like you can customize your strategy to whatever it is that you're trying to do in your business. But one thing that applies across the board that I thought of that I was really excited about is that podcast guesting suits introverts and extroverts in business. So introverts, we get that one-on-one conversation that we love where we can go deeper versus wider and like really hone in on the topics that we're passionate about. And extroverts gets to think out loud and get, you know, energized from that social interaction. Like I'm an introvert married to an extrovert. I know that he really needs like that face-to-face, even if it's like like we're doing in our little virtual studio, just like that face-to-face interaction with other people, like really vibing on topics that you both love and all that stuff. So it's really like a good versatile medium to be a podcast guest because it like for introverts and extroverts, you both get like all your separate needs met, which I think is really important when you are looking for sustainability in your marketing strategy in your business because you don't want to start something that doesn't feel right or you don't feel like you can really maintain for very long, especially something like podcast guesting that takes, there's kind of like a longer ramp up time for it to be super effective. In my personal experience, my packages start with a six month commitment because generally that's how long it takes to really like get a foot in the door as far as like starting to consistently book shows and book shows that are aligned, like you said earlier. And like, there's also no one set way to be a podcast guest. Like you can book a podcast tour and do like a ton of shows if you want to. I had a client that was a very gregarious, like very bubbly, fun personality. She was a dating coach. And so that's like a fun topic. People want to talk about that. So it was like super easy to pitch her, super easy to book her on shows, right? And like she didn't seem to have, like for me, if I was pitching myself, I would probably only want to do like one or two appearances a month, like because that's taxing for me. I know my personal capacity. I know, you know, my personal schedule and all that. 
And I want to show up as fully as I can. I don't want to show up like feeling blah because I've already done like five interviews this month. But she was always game. Mm -hmm. Like she was always like, yeah, book me. Like as soon as someone wants to talk, like let's talk. And those episodes or sometimes it would be like a Facebook Live, which is probably something we can do another episode about. Like how interesting it is that like people who are pitching about podcast guesting are also guesting on like live streams on Instagram, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn and stuff like that. But yeah, like she had no issue with it whatsoever. So there's, you can do it like that or you can do it like me where you're kind of taking it like slow and steady. There's no like one set Mm -hmm. way to do it. There's no one way that's like better or like guarantees you more exposure or guarantees you more business or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I really like the versatility of that. Yes. And I feel like that's like always one of our points is like, here's Casey and Karen, your podcasting aunties to tell you that there's no one right way to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) But, and to jump back a little bit, I just found if you want a little bit more of the how to be a guest and the best way to be a guest right now, before we create an episode on this show, Casey and I jumped into, dove into like why guesting and a little bit about how to, like how to be a guest really well, some etiquette things and some best practice things on my show called Heal and Go Public. And it's episode number 70. So we'll link that up in the show notes. Perfect. Yes. I'm so glad you remembered that. That was a really fun one. I liked that. Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. Well, another thing I thought about was like, okay, what are some things people are surprised by when it comes to podcast guesting? And I would love to get your input here. Potentially, I would imagine that as a host, you know, you probably get pitches and things like that. But one of the first things that people seem to be surprised about is that hosts kind of expect to be pitched, especially if they have an established audience. Like you're not popping up in someone's inbox like unwelcomely. You know what I mean? Like people think, oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to like, oh, it's going to feel weird to like reach out to this person. They're not expecting me. They don't know me. Like, why would I do that? It just feels, isn't that salesy? Isn't that icky? You know, all the different things that we can kind of like tag the labels on of like what's gross. And it's like, Mm -hmm. they actually expect to be pitched. Like tons of hosts are looking for guests like at any given time on all kinds of topics. Yes. Depending on what season of their show they're in, what their focus is, like who they're talking to, all of that, all of the things. And I think that's something that is surprising for people because we're seeing it through our lens. Like we don't expect to get a cold email from someone typically. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. usually the emails I get are from people like continuing communication or people I already know or people I've already met. Mm-hmm. I never get emails from like strangers. And I think we see it through that lens of like, you know, I, it feels weird to me to do that. So I probably shouldn't reach out to this person. Yeah. That's, I only have experience in this. Yeah. In this as far as personal experience in this, as far as I had to really get over that hump and work on that as far as asking some of my dream people to be on my show. So like, I really had like this whole mind, all this mind drama as far as like asking them. And we would already be like a couple of situations where I was already in their DMs. They were already answering me back and we were in conversation. And I, and I just felt so weird taking it to that next level of like, here's my show. Would you like to be like, take it in, 
get your info about like get like fi- figure out whatever you need to figure out about who I am in this show and then like would you like to be a guest on my show and I remember texting you and just being like oh my god I just yes. asked like and like being all up in my head about it and being really afraid of so like I have a lot of rejection sensitivity so like afraid mm-hmm. of the rejection afraid of putting myself out there afraid of putting my show out there and like people knowing about it like all of that but yes like this is a very normative thing like I just got an email from somebody the other day. I had a Reiki healer on the show last week. And so they have somebody that is pitching for them and was like, oh, this is a Reiki healer. Can they be on your show? And I'll have to get back to them and everything. But yes, this is not a weird... I feel like this can be more challenging just from... This could be a gross generalization, but challenging from a cultural and and conditioning lens as far as like... I, as a woman, really struggle with like asking mm-hmm. people to do things for me, especially yes. when, and I think that's why I like really struggle with not being able to put money behind my guests at this point because I'm like, oh, come on here for, like, I get in this weird, like, oh, come do me a favor for free. Like, you know, like, or like, can I be on your show? Like, it's like, I just make it so weird. Whereas it's like, oh my God, this is just how we do this here. Yes. Like, this is a very normative thing. It is a trade interaction. Like, it's not a favor. It's a trade because there's very real value give on both sides. And so, and then like, if there needs to be more of a trade, like if you're on their show, there on your show, like whatever it looks like to set it up in a way that makes sense and feels right for you, do that at first and then just get more comfortable with the fact that like we just do this here. <laughs> right. Totally. It's very it's normalized now. Like you're in a whole like field and industry where like this is what we do. And it's it's it yes. can take practice to get that feeling, especially when something's new, like it makes total sense. Or if you don't yes. really want to take all the time to do that, or you have rejection sensitivity and you don't want to deal with that stuff popping up in your inbox and derailing your day, that's when you can hire someone like me that can handle like all the yes. outreach and all of that stuff for you. And just like, you don't even have to be in the middle of it at all. And so one last thing that people are surprised by, I think, when it comes to podcast guesting is the process of getting a yes from a host can kind of be unpredictable. And that's because we're all humans in business doing human things and podcasting is very human. They could be on hiatus. They could be on vacation. They could be pivoting like Karen. (laughs) They could already have an episode in the can about what you're proposing that you want to talk about. They could have missed your emails and not respond for months down the road. All these things have happened when I've pitched clients in the past. Sometimes it'll be four months down the road. And I'll get an email back like, oh, I just saw your email. It was in my spam. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Or they could be their own editor and they might be backlogged and they have episodes in their tank through four months from now and they're just like overloaded. No. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think even when you say that is like, they may come back four months later, like think of it as like planting seeds, like every email. I was thinking about this with something else the other day. I sent a whole bunch of asks for personal asks for referrals as I'm pivoting and was just like, these are seeds. These are seeds that are going to come back in six months, in a year, in, you know, whatever it looks like, but we're building relationship and we're building connection and I'm now on their radar. So yes, it's a process. It is a process, just like everything. I had someone on a discovery call ask me about my success rate once for podcast guest pitching. And I was like, I don't really do that because I don't know. I feel like people don't ask your success rate if you're a social media manager and like 
you're like, oh, how many extra followers can you get me? Or how many extra, you know what I mean? Like how many people can you get signed up on like, my email how? list? Like, how do you how measure you, that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. So that's not something that I track. That's not like a an insight that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I do like a ton of research on the front end to make sure, like you said, of the whole alignment piece, because that goes such a long mm-hmm. way when it comes to connecting people in podcast guesting circles. And mm-hmm. I just I don't want to, you know, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time as a client, like sending you to people that I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if they'll be a good fit, but we'll just send it. And that's what I've heard. I don't know this for a fact, but a lot of not great practices in the podcast pitching, you know, realm are like the whole spray and pray technique, which is where Mm. whether you hire an agency or you get bad advice, you are sending like one specific email with like the name and maybe the title of the podcast are the only things that you change. And you send it out to like a hundred people. I know it's already gross, right? You send it out to like 100 people that you've somehow located their emails. I don't know how these things are getting mined from the internet, just like pulling your information and blasting it out and just hoping that just through sheer numbers, you'll get enough people responding like, yes, I want to have you as a guest. That is just never do that. Like if if that's the it only feels so thing gross. That, I know. It's like uh, it's it felt gross even talking about it, honestly. But like <laughs> <laughs> there's such a better, like high integrity way to do this that yes, it's more time consuming and it's more intentional, but that's like kind of the point. And if you don't have the time or you don't know where to start, you think that podcast guesting could be a strategy for you that would be sustainable and like feels good for you and where you are in your business right now. I have client availability. Like, don't do a spray and pray method and don't, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it's not worth it for you. It's not, it's just like the sheer numbers game is not like what you want to get wrapped up in. And then you're just, you're having interviews with people that don't make sense for your business. Like, it, you want to build up like a roster of prior podcast appearances that people can look to and see like, oh my gosh, this person has been on all these reputable shows makes connections with people Mm -hmm. that I would like to make connections with. They can get a sense Mm -hmm. of your alignment and like feel like already you're building the no like trust and like that people will want to work with you and remember you when they like finally do come in need of your services. They'll think of you first. So you're not going to do that by like if you're a relationship coach and you get booked on a podcast for like home organization type of thing where it's like, mm-hmm. why are they not talking about this? You know, type where you're just like, I don't understand the connection. And we can talk about this later in a how podcast guesting episode, because there are like things I like to do in this podcast guesting strategy where it's like direct relation building and then indirect relation building where it's like, say you're let's just use dating again like you can get booked on shows that talk about relationships and then think about Mm -hmm. things like think about where who else is listening to shows like that and how it makes sense to position Mm -hmm. yourself to get more in front of your audience and who's listening if that makes sense so we can talk more about that I don't want to get too much in the weeds since this is more of like a why guesting episode but if you do hire someone to pitch for you I will say Get a look at the email template they plan to send before they send it. That's something I share with every client. We even like uh, work on yes. it together. <laughs> you can see exactly what's being sent out on your behalf. Like it's really important to me for the client to approve this, you know, 
communication that's going out on their behalf that represents them, that represents their business, mm-hmm. and they're happy with it. It sounds like them. It feels aligned. Like they feel like it's in integrity with how they want to do business. I just get a feeling, and I still get podcast pitches to this day. They go to my spam, but it's like I've had a couple of other podcasts in the past that aren't like active anymore. I still get podcast pitches for them. I don't know how. And it's like, first of all, I don't, this isn't even a live show anymore. So they've obviously just found my email somehow in the interwebs and like, we're like, oh, associated with podcasts, let's send her an email. You Mm -hmm. can tell it's been sent to like a hundred other people because it's barely Mm. anything changed. They haven't listened to an episode. They like just put the podcast title in it. It's like, none of it makes sense. It looks like a robot wrote it kind of. (laughs) And like, no, thanks. Yeah. Take the time on the front end, if you're going to do it yourself, to really like line it up with your topics and the type of people you really want to be speaking to. And if you do hire someone, get a look at that email template before it ever goes out with your name on it. That's mm-hmm. yeah, really yeah, important. Yeah, because that's also that that template is setting the foundation for your dialogue with that person also. So like you need to know like how you are to show up, like what capacity, like I know that you drill into like the talking points that like people could bring to the table as far as like what their specialties are and like that kind of thing. So like you've got to know, like you've got to know what this looks like, even from just a like integrity within your business lens and also like the, like what their expectations are going to be of you. So yes. uh, yeah. Yes. And don't use a robot. Don't use AI. (laughs) (laughs) Don't use a robot. I love it. So this was so focused on like why guesting, because I feel like a lot of people, like even though it is ramping up to be this more popular thing, I think people, the more and more we can warm people up to like, this is a very viable option and it has a massive return for you as far as audience growth. And like, there's just so much possibility here. The more we can warm people up to this, the more it can be an easier yes for them and their business. So why guesting? Oh my gosh, all of the things, but just like a quick overview to Like it can be, I mean, the money piece, it's as far as advertising costs, exposure to the audience, like the host audience, endorsement from the host, like you're already talking to a warm and trusting audience. It's so much different than social media. People get an actual feel for you, your voice. It's very personal. It can work very well for you and your personality, no matter what that looks like, if you're extroverted or introverted. And this is kind of the like wild west out here in podcasting too. Like we don't have like all of these influencer like media packets and like all of that yet. I mean, if you have a media packet and you can send it to somebody, that's awesome. But like we're trading out here. Like it's not going to cost you to like be on somebody's show. You don't have to pay anybody to be a guest. Usually like that kind of thing, you may not get paid, but you're getting paid in this really big trade for audience for audience kind of thing. Yeah. And get creative. You can figure out how you need to do this, but also do it well. Hire Casey. (laughs) Anything else I missed Casey that you want to do like a flyover (laughs) for the end for the wrap up? I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And if you want help with this, this is what I do all the time for clients. I love it. You can check out my website at caseyhayes.com. I'm revamping the work with me page this week. So maybe that'll be updated by the time you check it out. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Casey and I like also partner on a lot of these things too. So like if you also need, if you have your own show and you need an editor, if you have your own show, you want to take it to the next level. You want it to be clean. You want it to be professional. You want it to sound great. You want a little bit of consulting on how to sound treat your space or like to sound better, to get great capture, anything technical as far as like how to have a guest on your show, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If you want an editor or somebody that's audio, has some audio engineering in your your back pocket, get in touch with me. I am. I love helping people, especially coaches, activists, and creatives take their show to the next level so that it's reaching more people and they're able to get their voice and their story out to the world, which, help, which helps create change in this world. So if you need an editor, you get in touch with me. And then Casey and I love to work together as far as like double team. <laughs> double teaming your 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 business and and, yeah. and 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 getting you out to the world so so regardless of who and you, you can talk find that to, yeah whether you talk to me mm-hmm. you can ask about editing and i'll connect you with karen if you talk to karen about yep. editing and you want to like oh maybe i want to add on podcast guest pitching we'll connect like it's totally cool mm-hmm. yep absolutely and you can find our websites in the show notes and also Um, Mine is karenhibner.com, C-A-R-I-N-H-U-E-B-N-E-R.com. And Casey's is... K-A-C-E-Y-H-A-Y-E-S.com. I forgot to spell it the first time. (laughs) Thanks for being here, y'all. And I hope that this was really helpful for you. I hope you feel energized to go guest on someone's show. Thanks for listening to Podmakers. Podmakers.